millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story involving a kitten. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, do you want to put me on watch? I'll request you to watch me then. My first post here, first I would like to thank you all for the amazing environment. I've been back to Reddit because of this place and reading up all the posts I can. I love that you all have a kink for justice just as big as a kink for storytelling. My story begins working for a financial institution, heaps of overworking and abuse, and we were contractors from a company in Brazil. We worked 12 plus hours daily easily as we had to deploy stuff at midnight as it was a critical app. I was online all the time. I took all the heavy fire from the client who dealt directly with me. I had a manager who did nothing and despised me because the team loved me. She knew the teammates' names and things like this. We were the only team to have a planned on-duty schedule set up the month before, and everyone relied on us, client side and contractor company side. I was the only one the client had the cell phone, and they never complained. This mingle woman loved to give everyone's phones to the client so he could call devs non-stop. Saturdays, Sundays, moon or sun on the sky. I've put my foot down for the first time with this. The second time, she tried to send a two-month girl intern to work with all males from another contractor company. You could imagine how workplace abuse would be dealt with alone. Now, I know there's a lot of amazing people in the world, but I wouldn't put my hand in the fire for the tech community. Sorry. This was the second time I've put my foot down. We had an altercation in a call with a client because I directly said the intern productivity would plummet having to work with a strange team and under rules that are not our companies, and this could even lead to a lawsuit. She was ticked. We hung up. She calls me alone .2 seconds later and scolds me asking, how do I think questioning her would be perceived? Now, I'm a scrum master. The only thing I do is conduct meetings and defuse bombs, so I thought she could use the neuron I freely gave her with my explanation, and I answered hushing these serious discussions in front of the client. Said more about her incompetence than to discuss with me in front of him. I think I heard a vein pop in her head. She hung up. Now it gets good. Thanks for reading my introduction. 30 minutes pass and I receive an email stating I was on HR watch for misconduct and insubordination. I was required to take one mentoring session weekly during one month, filling up an Excel through the week with everything I did and recounting on the sessions to see where I could improve. The thing is, she saw the dumpster fire the project was and just got accepted to switch the project or client. So she was going away next week or so, and my new manager would be a flower of a person who had nothing to do with this crap. I called HR and told them I would like to request her as my personal mentor, as she was the one who pointed so many improvement feedbacks to better my performance, and was an example for me of what not to do, but I left this part out. They thought this was an amazing idea. The sessions had her and the HR worker responsible for the case, so she had to put a mentoring face. And lo and behold, I turned into Kaspar Hauser during those sessions. I asked everything. I would fill the Excel to the brim with everything I did, including emails, chat convos, and even screen grabs from my personal phone the client used to message and requested to go through them so she could approve my company's speech. 
I would link Excel files inside this Excel file so she had absolutely everything I did, one per row. Those sessions took two to three hours every Friday scheduled at 8am by me, as she would be sure to complain when the team worked until 2am and I would let them come in late. She would have to rate everything in a drop down cell, write the week's outcome, and come up with action points for the next week. I couldn't help her with this as I was there to learn. In the last meeting, I requested her manager to be on the meeting, a woman who filled my manager gaps when I needed most, and we had an amazing relationship. She agreed as in her view this was a successful mentoring case from her employer. I finished the meeting, asked for two minutes at the end, and forwarded my two weeks, here in Brazil it's four, written by hand with all of the points that made me quit and receipts including a part of the fight in front of the client I was able to record with my phone when I saw things going south. I still think about her, so this is the sad thing, but I now have an amazing job at a big tech and vowed to never be like her. So basically OP had a terrible boss, called out their behavior, and the boss retaliated by putting OP on an improvement plan, shifted OP off of what they were doing, and OP retaliated by making sure that that boss was the one specifically mentoring him, making it horrendous, drawn out, inconvenient, and as soon as OP finishes that mentoring plan, they quit. Just one giant heap of time wasting for that boss. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Malicious compliance. Why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is failed malicious compliance. Background to this, my mother is a terrible driver, gets very distracted, has had many accidents. I'd been in my late teens when this happened. We took her weekly spin to the grandparents' house in a village about an hour's drive outside the city. It had been a few years since I'd been in the car with her. I'd chosen to live with my dad a few years prior, so my tolerance to her driving had dropped significantly. Several times as we drove out of the city, she had either run red lights, turned from the wrong lane, or stayed sitting at the lights after they changed to green because she wasn't paying attention. After I said something or squeaked in fear three or four times, I was firmly told to shut up and not to say another word about her driving. So I gripped the sides of my seat cushion and gritted my teeth and tried to come to terms with my mortality. About 20 kilometers out of town on a long straight road, my mother has driven literally a thousand times before, there were some unexpected roadworks in the distance. Couple of kilometers down the road, full visibility, minimal traffic, 
One tiny red car stopped at the lights, which are red in the distance. I glance over and she's looking out the side window, communing with the clouds, cause that's what she does. Not to worry, she'll eventually have to look at the road, right? Right? You don't know my mother. Now we're a kilometer away, lights are still red, car is still there and not so tiny. 800 meters, 500 meters. She's still looking out the side window thinking deep cloud related thoughts, still doing 80. I'm frankly petrified at this point because my desire for malicious compliance is warring with my desire to live and we're still doing 80 and the not very small at all red car is still stopped at the red light. At about 200 meters out, my will to live wins out and I scream, stop. She slams on the brakes and a split second of anger rolls off her before she wakes the freak up and we skid. Sliding forwards helplessly, I feel like I could see the eyes of the guy in front in his rear view mirror looking at us with horror. Some trauma bonding, I'm sure. Our car comes to a stop with only the slightest of crunching sounds. I think we must have shaved years off his life. The aftermath was a lot of screaming from him. Hysterical laughing from me, which did not help at all. I don't remember anything after that, a common side effect of dealings with my mother. So that is my failed malicious compliance. Please forgive me. I hope it still fits in the sub. I think this is one non-malicious compliance that we'll let slide, or in this case, skid, because the consequences otherwise are just too drastic, either a smashed up car or god forbid some kind of injury. If there's ever a time to not comply, it would definitely be in that moment. This next story is, be quick, but give extra attention to self-checkout receipts. Okay then. Legal disclaimer, I work for a company that may be better known as CoCost. Our warehouse management team have narcs on here, and they know my handle from another sub. I am member service, i.e. the people at the door, and for the love of all small gods, please have your card ready before you get to the entrance, receipt ready at exit, and leave your support animal at home. We know which animal is legitimate and which is a pet, but we may not say anything. As anyone that's been into one of the co-cost warehouses knows, all receipts are to be checked for accuracy at the exit. I am looking to ensure items that may have been left in the cart, TP, PT, Water, Pop, Dysons, etc. were rung in, bottom of buggy, B.O.B., and for double scans. Happens more often than you think. To me, the bigger sin is a double scan. Now, the past few weeks, we at member service have been advised to keep the line moving, which to us MS people meant B.O.B. and go, with a little extra attention to self-checkout, SCO receipts. When we catch an error, we will normally send them to the returns desk, which is less than 20 feet away, unless returns is lined up more than two members deep, at which point we call front end for a door audit. Well, one day during the week prior to Christmas, I caught a cashier double scan mistake. Returns was four people deep so I called for an audit. By the time the front end soup got to the door, returns was down to one person waiting. After taking care of the member, the soup proceeded to give me a tongue lashing about wasting her time. The member should have just been sent to returns. I said yeah, well she would still be waiting because the person still at returns was there when I called. They said, just give cashier receipts a look, but be careful about SEO. Note, one, if exit backs up, The soups have to come give us a hand. Two, by corporate policy, all items in a self-checkout cart need to be counted. Cue malicious compliance. Cashier receipt, only looking for double scans because the member should not suffer. Self-checkout receipt, I am counting everything. 
Not even five minutes later, the same soup is back to help me clear the line. Repeat multiple times over the next half hour. They said, you're usually better or faster than this. I said, yeah, just following your instructions. They said, huh? I reply, let cashier receipts go. Counting self-checkout. Not my fault you let members through self-checkout with 56 items. Now, what would be miserable, and I'm not saying this is specific. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Specifically Costco where you would have this experience, but a lot of places, they tend to only have self-checkout at this point. So you're telling me if they want to do it by the book, you only have the option of self-checking out and then you have to go over and let them count everything? I mean, it's annoying enough when you have to do it at Walmart and they just kind of take like a cursory little... Yeah, I looked, but we both know I didn't actually really care enough to genuinely look at your groceries type check. Our next story is, let go of my kitten, have fun catching him. This happened a few minutes ago and I'm still laughing. As I've mentioned in previous posts, I have an emotional support animal named Mr. Wellington, a kitten of about 8 months. He's a sweet, adorable fellow who insists on cuddle time. However, he's a mischievous little devil. His second favorite game to play is ignore the cat wand slash scratching post and attack mommy's arms, legs, feet, and hands with jaws and claws. We're still working on his biting and clawing. His first favorite game? Wait until I open the door to my small dorm room and scurry up and down the hallway like a toddler high on Mountain Dew and pixie sticks, leading mommy on a merry chase up and down the hall until I catch him. As it's the holiday season, there's practically nobody in the dorms. I have permission to live in the dorms until I'm able to get a place of my own to live. Also in the dorm is a young woman who is an animal lover. Let's call her Clarice. Unfortunately, she has something of an I-know-how-to-handle-animals vibe. I decided to go to the kitchen in the basement. I live on the second floor to get my meager Christmas dinner. Unfortunately, Mr. Wellington must have seen The Great Escape and ran into the hallway. Cue me walking up and down the hallway after Mr. Wellington for a good five minutes trying to catch him. Eventually, I managed to wrangle him. I'm carrying Mr. Wellington back to my room when Clarice popped her head out. Now, I'm holding him on one arm with my other hand on his back to keep him from turning into the Tasmanian devil. As I mentioned, he likes to bite and claw me. Apparently this wasn't how Clarice thought I should handle him. Let go of him. Malicious compliance cued. Okay, I said and took my hands off his back. Mr. Wellington sensed my hand moved and took a flying leap out of my arms, starting to run back up the hallway. Clarice looked at me and said, Aren't you going to catch him? I grinned and said, You don't like how I was handling him? So I figured you could get control of him. Clarice realized she'd been had and laughed. I'm not that much of a monster, so we went back up the hallway to capture ourselves a kitten. We got him and I took him back to the room. Now Mr. Wellington's lounging on the bed, watching me eat some pasta salad and drinking Diet Coke. Honestly, I feel like that's one situation where it's okay to just be a little bit snappy with them. Oh, well you don't like how I'm carrying him? Well why don't you come down here and carry him yourself? 
I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Cat claws hurt. If you gotta wrangle your cat, sometimes you have to just squish that cat and carry them in by all means possible. Our next story is, you don't believe that I'm asthmatic? Okay. Not sure if this classifies as malicious compliance, but here it goes. I attended high school in a very polluted city. The campus had two of the most saturated streets in my city. For physical education, there was a mandatory race we had to do every quarter and it consisted of swimming 40 semi-Olympic pools and then running five laps around the school. We were supposed to finish the swimming and then just put shoes on and a shirt and start running. No time to get dry clothes. Also, this city is well above 8,600 feet, 2,600 meters above sea level, and fairly cold. I explained to the teacher that it would not be a good idea for me to do that as I have asthma, and between the cold, damp clothes, and pollution, it was not a good idea and that I should only do one of the two. She said, if you don't do this, you'll fail my class, school policy. I said, okay. I then did everything as expected and I lost my breath in the middle of the third lap. Long story short, I was in the hospital for two weeks recovering. My family sued the teacher and the school. She then lost her job. So obviously OP shouldn't have been forced to do this if they were that concerned and they shared that they have a medical condition. My only question is, was this medical condition disclosed to the school? I'm not saying you have to disclose your medical information to the school, but you're not going to have an easy time being exempt from physical education requirements like that if it's not on record. I mean, if the teacher allowed OP to not do it or only do one of the two, they probably would have been having to go at bat trying to fight a failing grade. Although, to be fair, that's much better than two weeks in the hospital. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.